0: everybody and welcome to episode 5 of our marriage podcast here at celebration church we are calling be loved today's episode is titled your people are crazy we're getting into the subject of family philosophy so let's dive in what is family philosophy
1: family philosophy that's of course where we've started in the previous uh, episode on the big five where you have to be in agreement money Family philosophy, kids, God, and sex. And family philosophy is everything that has to do with family that doesn't revolve around kids. Um, so many times people, you know, a married couple gets together and they say, when are you going to start a family? Which means when are you going to have kids? Um, you are a family. You don't need kids to be a family. You're a, You're a family. And so, and there is a function of that family unit without the children. And Every couple, every new household that comes together in a marriage is a blending of two cultures. Each family is a culture in and of itself. Uh, we tend to think of cultures as as bigger things um, have to do you know with with race and region and ethnicity. But culture exists on a uh, on a more nuclear level in a in a family every family kind of has their way of doing things and we're shaped by our families and a lot of times stuff we're super conscious of and stuff we're not conscious of are shaping us and when a new family comes together it's a blending of those things and and cutie has a, a funny little story about sometimes you're shaped and don't know it
2: yeah so there was a, a young girl that was cooking a ham for the holidays and um she uh cut the end off and they were like why did you do that and the people who were cooking with her and she was like I don't know so she went and asked her mom why do we always cut the end of the ham off because that's all she had ever witnessed in her life was that that's the way her mom cooked a ham and the mom said because my mom did it. And so they go and ask their grandma, why do we cut the end of the ham off when we're cooking it? And the grandma looks at them and said, because my pan wasn't any bigger. I didn't have space for the end of it. And sometimes what that just means is we we learn so much by watching and observing that we never figure, really find out why. It's just, matter of fact, in our minds of this is how it's done. And sometimes... You need to figure out why. Sometimes it is just that your pan just wasn't big enough.
1: And when there are so many pieces of our lives, um, when we're kids, we're, things are just happening and we're absorbing it as young adults and teens, it's the same thing. And and our normal is our home, um, which is why the, the episode is called Your People Are Crazy, Because normal is my normal. It's what I grew up with. It's what I saw, and that's the way normal is. And then all of a sudden, uh, I fall in love with you, and you're pretty amazing. But then I start hanging out with your family. Well, your family's crazy. Family's not crazy. They do all sorts of stuff that's different and from the way my family does it. And so my family, my normal is right. Therefore, your family does it wrong and this concept of having to walk in agreement and find agreement in the area of family philosophy it's the philosophy is your way of thinking and the way you make decisions and the framework from which you make decisions and you've got to come together and talk about these things um from you know when we when we cook the ham are we going to cut the end off or not and you know and so many other bigger things and it's a it's a a process. We kind of already hit on this in a previous episode, but uh, Jesus is here. It's talking to um, a group of people in Mark chapter 10, and they were wanting to know about the limitations of marriage. You know, when can we bust out of this thing and get a divorce? And they, they say, hey, Moses, let us write a certificate of divorce and just be done with this. And Jesus's reply was, it was because your hearts were hard that Moses wrote you this law. And of course, we talked about You know, when you get a hard heart, you won't find agreement. Yeah. And you just, you say, I won't change. I'm not going to listen to you. So we got to keep our hearts soft. So he says, because your hearts were hard that Moses gave you this law. Um, He says, but at the beginning of creation, God made them male and female. For this reason, a man will leave his father and mother. That's their place, their culture, and be united to his wife. And the two will become, become one flesh. They're no longer two but one flesh. And therefore what God has joined together, let no one separate. And that becoming is a process. We tend to think about the this idea that it should be automatic. And you know, from from everything that becomes, you stick an acorn in the ground And it sprouts up and it becomes a little sapling. Well, when does does it become a tree? When is it no longer a sapling? Well, I don't know. You can't think you can pick a day. But one day you look at it and it's a strong, solid, mature producing tree. But there was a process into that, into becoming. And with every marriage, there's a becoming of the one. And this part, these issues are places where we have to have a discussion, lots of discussions. And as you deal with each new phase of life, you get flooded with a whole new set of things. If you've never crossed that line before, you don't know. You don't know what, how their family did it and how your family did it.
0: So you mentioned that every marriage is a blending of two cultures. What does this look like? What issues are specifically impacted.
2: Well, you need to I think you think you need to think of the my big fat greek wedding. Um that movie is just it's just a whole level For sure. of hilarious that For sure. and chaos that yes. just um
1: Yes, it's two it's cultures.
2: Just, yes, it is. It's very much two different cultures. You have the culture from the the groom who he is an only child and um so their home with two parents and a son is I mean, I would think that you could probably whisper and hear for sure through the whole house what's being said because it would be so quiet and there's not a lot of thinking about seventeen other people. You just have three. I would think that you think of just just think of the groceries that Going to the grocery store for three people is way less than going to the grocery store for the upteen <laughs> thousand that are yeah. in the Greek family. There's just two different, two way different dynamics there.
1: And that is uh, an ex- certainly an extreme example of the two different cultures coming together, which is why most people tend to gravitate and fall in love with somebody who is in a similar culture as them um well we weren't that smart and so but they they tend to um we didn't fr- do from attending from the the same region the same race the same um religious background a lot of those things we tend to do that because there are some significant hurdles when your world view is not uh the same and one of the biggest ones is the role of the spouses you know are there things that are clearly the husband's role are there things that are clearly the the wife's role um if there when you come together you know if if there's a place where you know somebody decides well the husband carries out the trash and the husband says you know what um growing up my mom always carried out the trash My dad mowed the grass and my dad did these things, but my mom carried out the trash. Well, you know, all of a sudden now the trash is just the trash, but you can be arguing and get your feelings hurt over something that two different households did things, did things differently. And we had to, you know, as we went, um, discuss different things, talk about different things, handle things, um, handle things in fresh ways and create what was the Brandon Cutie house going to look like? What are, how are we going to do things and talk about that? Another place is the roles of extended family. You know, some families, man, they're all upping each other's business. I mean, you buy a new house and they're like, Oh, what'd you pay for it? And all of these things, how, what's your mortgage payments? And then, you know, and they're, and they're just, you know, putting it all out there. And if somebody came from a more private family, they're like, Man, what is your uncle Louie asking about what we pay for a house? It's none of his business, you know. Why is he getting all up in our business? And you like, and the other one's going, Why are you being so private? Why are you being so weird about it? You know, um, people can just look at what the neighborhood sells for and kind of figure out. You know, why why are you being so secretive about this? You're like, yeah, it's, it's none of their business. And all of a sudden, you're fighting over this thing with roles of extended family and when you get married yes you fell in love and you decided to do life with that person but that person does not live in a bubble they do not live on an island by themselves they come with a whole family with all of these other connections all of these other opinions all of these other things um that come along and you get to now have to interact with that as one with that. And man, you can have some big old fights on how each other's parents are going to interact with the family, um, all of those different pieces. Well,
2: Having an idea means having an agreement between the two of you as to how you're going to do things but I also think that until you're in it and you're having something happen where extended families in your business or have whatever it is when you actually get into where it hits that you see why this is so important and why it's good to
1: have some boundaries already set, or just some agreements how you're going to handle it. For sure, for sure, and uh, this concept of you know your people being my people, um, we see this in Ruth uh, one sixteen. And in fact, um, this was part of our our wedding. This was part of our wedding ceremony. Was this this passage of scripture? And and Ruth is talking to Naomi, her mother in law, after Ruth's husband had passed away. And there's no reason for them to have to stick together anymore. And Naomi's honestly said, hey, go, go remarry. Go have a new life. And Ruth re- replies to her mother-in-law, says, uh, don't urge me to leave you or to turn back from you. Where you go, I will go. Where you stay, I will stay. Your people will be my people and your God, my God. Um, Ruth is in the lineage of Jesus, but she was not born into the lineage of Abraham. She was not born as a Jew as an Israelite, and it was her willingness to just embrace family, extended family that changed the course of her destiny and placed her in the lineage of not uh, of Jesus, of King David. Eventually her grand her, you know her her child from her lineage would rule um, the nation of Israel, and she wasn't even an Israelite. Uh, wow. but she had this willingness to embrace her extended family, which is such a beautiful thing that if a mother in law and a daughter in law, which you know, you look at all of the sitcoms and whatnot, that issue with a mother in law tends to be a recurring place of of tension. Um, It doesn't obviously it doesn't have to be. In fact, it can be something that's incredibly life giving. And but it's something you're going to you're going to have to work at and you're going to have to talk through it.
0: So what issues are impacted by family philosophy?
1: Oh, my goodness. Everything on some level.
2: Yeah, everything
1: is impacted by family philosophy. You grew up with a way of doing things. Every home had a way.
2: Well, and you think about just the silliest of things is, you know, one of the silly things I can think of is how one folds socks. Um, we each have a way of doing that. I, And it cracks me up when I fold socks one way and I'll have them in a pile that are Brandon's and a pile that are mine, or we'll be folding laundry together and he'll be folding my socks and I'm like, oh, not like that. But then if I fold his socks, I can tell he's going, mm, that's not the way I prefer it. And it is it is the smallest of things.
0: I wonder whose way I fold socks.
2: That are included in this. And you know, you're not going to sit down and have a conversation of, this is the way I like my socks folded. If he doesn't like it, he can refold them. It doesn't offend me. But at the same time, there will be those things that you need to sit down and discuss. But it this does cover just about...
1: Everything, every, every everything, everything. Um, you know, that there is a I mean, there's every family has a, a way that they do everything, a process and who's involved in it and who is not. And a lot of times you're either this is the way you do it and you're trying to replicate it. You're like, I love this. This makes me feel comfortable. Um, this is what feels home to me. Uh, or you're trying to avoid it. Um, You hated it as a kid. You said this was, this represented dysfunction, this represented pain, and I will not have this in my household. Um, But either way, you're being shaped by it. And the stronger it makes you feel one way or the other, either pain or comfort, the stronger that place is you're going to want, you're going to your opinions are going to be. And you need to talk about it. You need to talk about those things. And, um, you know, one of the first ones that has lots of nuances to it, lots of different unique things are the holidays. You know, the holidays, every household kind of has their own um, traditions. You know, do we go over to grandma's on Christmas Eve? Do we open presents, you know, one big mad run. Everybody just, it's just paper flying everywhere. Or do we enjoy each person opening one gift at a time? Do we have a special prayer time? Do we read the scriptures together? All of these different things. What do we, what do we, what do we do? You know, are, is Christmas set aside for family and family only? Or, could we take our nuclear family that lives at our address and go skiing at Christmas, you know,
2: or to the beach
1: or to the beach, go on a cruise and go where it's warm, you know, and you know, your family philosophy determines if that decision can be made or not. You know, one may say, you know what, uh, I, it would break my heart to not see, you know, my family at Christmas um and one says, you know what? I love my family. I'm great with spending every other Christmas, or go and see them two weeks before Christmas, and then when the kids are naturally out of school, let's not let's not spend a a weekend, a Saturday, man. Let's go to the let's go to the Bahamas and let's have a good time. And but man, it can end up being a real painful painful thing. I know in, in my household, I, I grew up watching a little bit of tension on the issue of not so much holidays, but vacations that my mom's family grew up. That vacation was you went and saw family. That was what my mom and papa and her family did. They got vacation and they would go to Fort Worth or they would go somewhere and they would stay with family, hang out with family, My mom's favorite vacation memories were spending time with her cousins and hanging out Well, the Clarks, Clarks, they didn't do that. The Clarks went fishing. The Clarks went hunting. The Clarks went and did things on vacation. So guess what? Vacation time comes up. Two different people have two different things in mind. And so growing up, there were times we did go and, to see family i remember a vacation where we went to san antonio and saw my uncle danny and and saw the them and did it but the bulk of our vacations were at the lake they were going to disney at one time that we were doing these different things and i know early on my grandparents their feelings would get hurt a little bit not because we didn't see them but we didn't go and see their relatives and say oh, you know vacations are to go get caught up with your relatives and so then there was this little tension on the edges because that's not what you do you go see you go see family at vacation why are y'all going camping and so man all of a sudden then there's all these ripples and it all comes back down to um, family philosophy and another one is you know what are going to be the core values of the home and that was some of the things that your mother and I had to talk about and says, what did it mean to be a a Clark in our home?
2: Yeah, we had, I mean, this is really something that we just had to walk out. And if we came up to a, a situation and we both just autopiloted and did what we had witnessed our whole lives, we would have to come back together and discuss it and figure out what was going to be our thing. And sometimes we, have done something that was totally different than what either one of us were uh, accustomed to or brought up with. And then sometimes we did a great job of blending the two to become one idea. And then there were times that one of us had to give up how we our way and, and go to the, I guess, the you know, the other one's way of doing things. It really was just... It was a work uh, in progress the whole time
1: for sure for sure and then we already see you kids that even though none of y'all at this point um are married we do see that y'all have a little bit different view on things and so whether i mean y'all have already traveled even at your young ages way more than me and your mom did at that age Um, part of it was is we had you know we got married young and had kids young um
2: well and travel just wasn't as um easy back then you know getting a hotel online is way easier now to see which is the cheapest than it was back then you had to call each hotel to find out what the room was going to cost and if they i mean it was there was just way and there wasn't just look up online for a phone number. You had to go through the phone book or Yeesh. call yeah. information to get a number. And flying was not sure reasonably priced at all. Um, it just wasn't something. For sure. I mean, we, it just wasn't at, you know, at our fingertips to just get and go. Dude. For sure.
1: But we, yeah, I mean, whether it was, you know, you at, 18 years old heading off to San Diego yeah. or or I think any, some of us lost our mind on that one. <laughs> any of these, I
2: do not know how that happened
1: any of these things Me um you know that it was it was just different and so we got to had to be on the other end of it and looking instead of just being the youngsters saying, hey, we're going to kind of do this. We had to be the people who we watch, those we love doing things different than the way we did it and go, man, that's cool. That's, that's kind of awesome. But with the two of us, I mean, we had to have discussions and we've had to have lots and lots of discussions in this area of family philosophy along the way. And they don't quit because guess what? One day y'all are going to get married and then we're going to have Daughters-in-laws and sons-in-laws. As long as
2: y'all all all just do what I want to do.
1: (laughs) (laughs) There's. Oh, Oh, there we go. So So easy. Queen Queen K's dominion.
2: Well, well, I would say that one of the things, if you got anything out of this episode, one of the things that I would want you to grab is that something that Pastor Brandon and I have all tried to do, and we finally were able to put words to it um, not too long ago was, we go with who has the higher conviction or who has a conviction about something. There are times that we have something come up and I'm like, you know, I really, I don't really care. I'm really neutral in this one. I can do it. I cannot, I can, whatever. And he will be the one of, I am against this. Then we will go with his being against it. Um, if there's something where I'm for it and he's against it, then we do go and have our private discussions and sometimes intense fellowship on what what are we going to settle on here. And a lot of times, most of the time, neither one of us get fully what we felt so compassionate about or passionate about. We come to a compromise. But I will say... That it is very hard sometimes for us to say, who has the higher or the stronger conviction? Because sometimes my being neutral is a strong conviction. Sometimes it is. And I'm just like, I really don't see, you know, or I mean, I could go either way here. And sometimes his highest conviction is probably a little ridiculous to me. And I don't, I don't understand it. But we talk it out, and that is one thing that we do. If we have, um, if, we're if we're at a, at a place, place where either, either of us have a pretty, pretty strong, strong conviction, conviction about something, is that is the one we we go with.
1: Absolutely. No, just again reiterating. I know it, I say it every every episode, but it's about finding agreement. That is what this is about. So talk about it.
2: Absolutely. Take the time that you need. Nothing should be so pressing that you have to decide in the next 30 seconds. Take time. Take the time to value each other to find your way. I really feel like if you honor the fact, honor your family as in the two of you, and honor what that truly means and what God is doing, and put the time into really working on being as one. It's not one person being more dominant. It's truly becoming one where you have the same value.
0: All right. Well, that's a wrap on episode five. Thank you guys so much for joining us again today on our Beloved Marriage podcast. You can ask us any questions or comments and send them to us at celebrate at celebrationchurchlive.com. We'll see you in the next one.